Welcome to the Shopify Masters podcast powered by Shopify. I'm David Gaylord. Thanks for tuning in to the Bushbomb mini series. For the final episode, we're going to be chatting through all things team and culture. And for that, I've brought on my two special guests, uh, Tim and Rachel. So welcome, Tim and Rachel, to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't yeah. we do intros? Rachel, why don't you kind of go first? Sure. Um, my name is Rachel Kerr. I've been with Bushbaum for like officially a year now. And I look after most of our brand and marketing, some of paid, mostly organic, um, everything from influencers to partnerships um, to building a community online. And I'm really happy to be here. Oh, welcome. And awesome. Tim? Yeah, and uh, I'm Tim. And I am one of the co-founders. And I guess I've given myself an official title of CPO. Uh, but I do a lot of a lot of different things. So I kind of take care of all things product and get a, getting product into the hands of our customers. So uh, any, anywhere from manufacturing to logistics, shipping, uh, that sort of stuff. And then kind of dabble a little bit into finances and HR and kind of all back of house sort of stuff here at Pushbomb. Yeah, and you don't give yourself credit enough for the design work you do. And there's some design dabbled in there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. all the packaging stuff. Yeah. So I guess, like, Tim, you've obviously been around the longest out of anyone on the team. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe tell us your version of the founding story. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess it depends on how detailed you want me to get here. <laughs> not, not super detailed. Okay, so I'll leave out some of the, uh, the finer, more intimate details. Keep it PG. It'll be PG. <laughs> It'll be uh, TV or, or podcast friendly. It, it all started with a bit of a, a, a weird, um, fluky discovery on my honeymoon, and I kind of took uh, an interesting idea through self-testing, and I pitched it to David uh, on, on a bus trip to, uh, I think it was a work conference that we were on our way to, and I pitched it to David and everyone else on the bus and everyone kind of laughed except for David. He's the one with the, uh, he, he had a kind of a, a smirk and was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that could work. And the, the idea was uh, scented pubic oil. It was, yeah. yeah. Definitely different than where we're at uh, today. Yeah, but, uh, it, definitely a use case though. Like if you wanted, like it, it does, it's more of a man product, right? Scented mm -hmm. pubic oil. But yeah, definitely a use case that I thought was a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, fast forward, you jumping in and saying you wanted in very much a side hustle on the side mm -hmm. of our, our full-time jobs for three three years? Three, three years, years, yeah. And, and I guess most people watching would know or, or might not know is that we were at Shopify. Right. So this was starting a business and starting a Shopify store especially was promoted. Like they want you to do that yeah. to try it. We did it part of a contest actually. Actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was an internal build a business contest. Yeah. We so lost. We lost. But we <laughs> long-term, I think we've won. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So maybe let's go into the, the early days of when it was a like a serious side hustle. I guess what was the dynamic that we had back then? Yeah, back then we, I mean, I wouldn't say that we had a lot of structure. Um, it was kind of a very much like this needs to get done, so let's do it and who's going to do it. Uh, we co-operated we co quite a bit of stuff. Uh, shipping was handled by both you and I at one point during Bushbomb. Uh, marketing was all you. I know. I don't know a lick about marketing. <laughs> uh, design was all me. Although you were doing, you were doing some design. Yeah, work I, for I did all the the advertising design. Advertising you did design. all the packaging design. All the packaging design. Yeah. yeah, and then website was split. Um, it's very, very, very much a blended effort uh, early on. But when things started to get a little bit more serious, it uh, it took a lot of a lot of time and a lot of effort on top of our full-time gigs. Yeah. I, well, I think the things that became obvious were manufacturing was a ton of work and effort and time. Yeah. Then all of a sudden shipping 
was a ton of effort and your apartment or your house becomes chaos with boxes and packaging material everywhere. Yeah. I remember a photo of you that you shared. Uh, I think you filled your bike basket yeah. full <laughs> yeah, yeah. of uh, samples that we're shipping out. Yeah. And I think that was the moment we were like, we can't do this. Or, or, the, or, the, or you're filling uh, a Canada Post box full so then you needed to go find another one to fill full and then find another one. And then I think that was the, yeah. like, we can't. And that was the moment. That was when I remember we got a 3PL. Yeah. So we got third-party logistics to handle all shipping. Mm-hmm. And that that actually felt like we hired, like, two full-time staff to take yeah. over shipping. But it was just, like, a partnership that we needed at the time. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Well, that's, yeah, that's the early day. And then we slowly changed as... Even before Rachel joined the team, we got our first contract manufacturer to help us um, do a lot of our filling, liquid filling for our yeah. products. And then, Rachel, you joined what would have been about a year ago now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess what was your first impression of the brand? Um, first impression, I was pretty blown away. I still, I still am every day. Um, but it's super impressive what you two did as a side hustle because it quickly became my full-time hustle, and even that was a lot, still is, but it's really awesome, exciting. You learn something new every day and super inspiring to work with people who are super dedicated to making something work so successfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what, I guess one thing, uh, just so everyone knows, is the, so Rachel joined the team and started and was our only full-time person. So you ran most of what everything happened for, I guess it would have been at least six months. Yeah. yeah. Or around yeah, you, that last year. You and I were still full-time yeah. Shopify mm-hmm. at the time. So yeah. what was that like? The first, uh, <laughs> first full-time employee of yeah. Um It was interesting. I think um, I'm lucky David let me visit his apartment a lot where yeah. I could squeeze in some questions in between his meetings or at lunch. Um, But one of my favorite ways to learn is kind of to just jump right in and dive in. So it was a great opportunity to see everything that goes on on a day-to-day. Got to learn a lot about shipping and wholesale. Um, And I think it's made me a lot better at my role now because you kind of learn how the day-to-day turns and what's important and what you really need to stay on top of. Yeah. Um, But yeah, really cool experience. And that was like the, it was to the point where you were like doing something and then you'd ask me a question and then I'd answer it and then you'd hold all your questions <laughs> for certain times. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's one thing too. Like I know we're going to talk more about like building a team and culture and dynamics. And in general, that is one thing that I think has held with us is if you're founder bred, you end up doing everything and then you know what goes into everything. And it can be, for me, I think at times it's to a fault. Whereas I think for everyone we've brought on, they've taken the, okay, I'm going to learn customer service. I'm going to look at Instagram. I'm going to understand like what goes into it. And then that way they can like make more informed decisions. Mm -hmm. The one that I think is interesting for everyone listening is around just like the structure of Bushbaum now. So say from your side, uh, Rachel, what does the marketing kind of team look like? Um, so the marketing team right now, if we're counting David, which we absolutely have to, (laughs) there's three of us, um, where we work really closely together. We have one team member, Emily, who kind of handles a lot of our graphic design needs. So anywhere from like inserts you'd see that go out in press mailers to Facebook ads to Instagram stories and everywhere in between. Um, She's definitely our big creative brain and thinks long-term brand versus the day-to-day, which is something I think really important when we're growing. 
Um, and then another big part of marketing, which may not seem so obvious, is our customer service team. So when I was onboarding, customer service is kind of where I learned the most um, and got to understand our audience, our customers, and our community that we're still building. Um, so on that team, we have three official members. Um, and with that, there's customer service for our wholesale, there's customer service that happens on social media, and then there's customer service that happens for any um, inquiries we get from people who've purchased the products. And we spend a lot of time on making sure that's a seamless experience. Um, we want people to be really comfortable and confident with reaching out to us and obviously make people happy, turn them into repeat purchasers and help them um, feel comfortable in this community that we're building online. One thing we've talked about is like, it, it's a challenging space to be in because like people have to ask very personal questions. Yeah, mm -hmm. or yeah. send in very personal yeah. <laughs> photos. Yeah, exactly, which which is fine. Like, yeah, that's what we, we love it. That's what we cool. do, right? We, we really want to come off not as like an automated response that you're getting, but more as a friend you're talking to about a skin challenge or concern yeah. that you have. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And then the other piece that you didn't talk about yourself on press, brands, um, working with like all kinds of media. We, we do a lot of influencer work. Yeah. And it's hard to say like, oh, they're the influencer marketing person. But it really is like, oh, no, they're the brand team member who handles like so much stuff that yeah. mm -hmm. varies in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the influencer and press outreach kind of feeds a lot of our marketing strategy. So if we know we're launching a product, we, we look for people that we think would be perfect, whether they're micro or macro. Same with finding um, media placement for products that we think would be a great fit. Um, and that's kind of a, a job almost in itself, but it's great that we have this creative team who's pretty active on social media on their own. So we're always finding new angles or new people to reach out to and partner with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then even behind the scenes, I think you said, it, or someone said it the other day, you sent out 200 packages that were just gifting last month. Yeah. So like that's a lot of outreach. Yeah. Someone's got to ship those boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And then Tim, so um, kind of Rachel runs a lot of the marketing side, kind of the brand side, press side, and then you do tons of the back of the house. Yeah. Maybe just explain like the dynamic of that team and, and how it's structured. I think probably the best the best first hire on on my side of the business was bringing in somebody to take care of operations. You've got shipping, uh, you've got orchestrating purchase orders with manufacturers, uh, making sure we don't run out of product, uh, so forecasting and all that sort of stuff. Um, so Gabe came in, uh, I think it's six months ago now, six or seven months ago, which was fantastic. And then we recently just hired a, a product development manager. Uh, so I was previously doing all this work, um, and uh, we've we hired a very experienced individual in this area. And uh, so what they are in charge of is basically taking over all of our existing SKUs, uh, shaping them up, and uh, improving as well as like building out future uh, future products uh, on that side. And we also um, early on, I think just before uh, Rachel came on board, we also started working with a consultant who came in and really whipped us into some into some shape ahead of our our growth that we had going into q4 of uh 2020 and he 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 came in and uh took care of um kind of like operations shipping supply chain uh and now we've you know, we've kind of graduated him into a more of a formal uh business operations and strategy uh role uh director of that sort of stuff but 
Yes, and then and then everything. I, I again, I wear a few hats, so uh, I also take care of the finances and uh, HR and making sure that uh, cash flow is good and people can spend what they need to spend to grow the business. Yeah, no, exactly. And the, the other thing too, maybe we dive into is the idea of like consultants versus like the team structure we have. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we did bring Pat in as a consultant to help with supply chain. Yeah. And at, at the time, it was like a hard decision to make to understand. And now he's really helped us get to a point where we're not sold out all the time, which yeah. is kind of what we were. Which was, yeah, a big yeah. issue. Yeah. And then the other ones that we, we work with, I suppose, Rachel, we, we just started to work with a PR agency. Mm-hmm. So maybe just describe that uh, kind of so far. Part of my job was securing press. And obviously, we uh, love getting it and we see their return on it. So we wanted to do a bigger job, more wide scale and tap into more of the states. Um, So the PR agency will help us grow awareness, help strategic um, retail partnerships. Um, They're great for all things creative and just helping us give different angles that we wouldn't actually think about for our products. Um, So I think that's second agency that we worked with. Yeah. design as well i'm trying to think oh yeah we so we have the design agency that we kind of work with on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the other ones we have actually that are kind of smaller and different is we we got an audit done from an seo agency which we might work with them more in the future and that uh, essentially i think all of it is either we don't have time for something or we need like new expertise yeah Mm -hmm. um so that's where most of the the marketing ones come in is like seo we kind of understand it but we're not quite there even Facebook advertising, we've kind of worked with agency on that um, just because the expertise is kind of to a different level. Yeah. Um, but internally, we've kept a lot of the actual, one of the hardest things I think is content creation. And we've brought that inside and, and done, a, I think, a great job of building that, which mm-hmm. is a lot of work on its own and kind of building the community that way. Mm-hmm. And then on the supply chain side, Tim, do you, who would you consider an agency? or? Yeah, so we, we just started working um, with a new regulatory agency. So that basically makes sure that everything is up to par for like packaging and label claims and making sure all your translations are accurate and correct and, and kind of to the standards of the US and the Canadian markets. Uh, if you want to expand into uh, other markets like the UK, uh, they would help with that sort of stuff. Uh, I also work uh, not necessarily an agency, but a contractor in China who does all of our correspondence with our, any of our manufacturers that are in China. And so she takes care of all of that. She's been working with us for probably two or three years two or three now. Years actually, now. Yeah. 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 And what, what is, because uh, I, I, I think that's rare, having a contractor or someone in like another country that you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what, what uh, so she works with all of our manufacturers goes to factories, does yeah. quality insurance. Quality kind of insurance, thing. yeah, does site visits and uh, just to make sure that the, everything is communicated correctly and samples are approved. And so she does a lot of uh, proofing of samples for us and, uh, so that we don't necessarily have to wait for it to be shipped here. And Negotiation, the, like she does a lot yeah. of negotiating for us to like lower prices. Um, right. Yeah. And the, the other agency I think um, we work with is on the shipping side. So, uh, well, there's two parts to it. Like we have our supply chain um, 3PL mm-hmm. that we work with to do direct-to-consumer shipping, our wholesale shipping. And then on the other side of it, you work with, I believe, a broker or an agency to... Yeah, there's a couple. Across. Yeah, so like when dealing with like overseas freight, anything to do with sea or air, uh, we've got a company that we work with that kind of handles all of our uh, paperwork and all of that. And then we have a broker um, that does all the clearing. Um, uh, anything that's crossing into any any borders. So whether it's going into Canada or going from Canada into the U.S. 
So maybe talk a little bit, Tim. I know you, you well, we've had some uh, challenges kind of back in the day. So maybe mm-hmm. talk about one of those biggest challenges you've had early on at Bushbaum. Like the time I, I wanted to quit. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 Talk about that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like, you know, as one of the co-founders, you, you want out. Um, no, it was, uh, well, I mean, I think this is as things really started to pick up at Bushbaum. And uh, I mean, every, all the work was becoming a lot of hours. And I was working, again, I was working full-time at Shopify. I actually had another company that was running on the side. Uh, it was a clothing company. And so here I am running two side hustles and a full-time job, and I'm about to have a kid. And so I think things in my mind came to a bit of a head. And I was like, I got to drop something. And um, I don't know why I decided Bushbaum. <laughs> and, and to be fair as well, your wife was heavily involved in Bushbaum. Heavily involved. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so she was taking care of all the shipping at the time yeah. for us. Um, she was doing consultation for design mm-hmm. for us, doing some creative illustrations and all that. Um, yeah, so she was actually a big part of the business. She said, like, I, I'm done. She's like, I'm about to have a kid in like two months. She's like, I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, Tim, you got you to gotta think about this yourself. Like, I need help. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to help. <laughs> and so, it, it worked out. Well, I remember the conversation vividly. And it ended up, we had a good conversation about dynamics and who's running like what. A, I think it felt like a breakup. It did feel like a breakup. <laughs> I, I called you aside. Yeah. I was like, David, I got to tell you something. It yeah. felt like a breakup. It's not you, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, I think I actually said that a lot. And I said, give me a chance to prove myself. And that's kind of what we did, though. We, so I took yeah. on more. I yep. took on more responsibilities around the Bushbaum house, per se. Mm-hmm. And I took on shipping, I believe, and then manufacturing. I forgot how we changed it, but it became a bit easier back yeah. then. Yeah, there was. And, and I think we, like, soon after, we also had a conversation, like, if this is going to continue to work, we need to... We need to outsource uh, mm-hmm. a bunch, a bunch of the work, and I think we, the way we looked at it, or the way I approached it with you, is like if, like if we're breaking even and the company is still growing, then like that's okay. Like I don't, I don't want to make a dime from this right now. I just want to grow it, but I also don't want to be working 10, 15 hours on the side of Bushbaum, you know, every few days. Like it's like it was like mm-hmm. uh, you know, speaking with manufacturers and all that sort of stuff. You're you're up from you know 9 p.m. until 2 a.m communicating with them so right. that was and yeah i guess one approach we took early on which i think is maybe unique was since it was such a side hustle our thought process is what can we do to keep it as low maintenance as possible mm-hmm. where we hopefully the business can run on its own without us being heavily involved and that was we made kind of deliberate choices to say okay we'll outsource shipping as soon as we can we'll yeah. outsource this as soon as we can and then we'll um even manufacturing, we thought, okay, we got to find the right partner to do that. Yeah. Um, and then wholesale, as another example, is it was a something that you can't scale quickly, automate it, or change it. So we chose not to do any wholesale until we were ready. Yeah. We did all kind of online advertising because you can scale that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if that kind of yeah that that was a hard I mean, time, I suppose. Obviously, I stayed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, you convinced me to, to stay we, with We you, worked so. it out. And I, I guess the uh, the other thing that's maybe important to note is at the time, it was our first time ever dele- delegating or assigning roles. Mm-hmm. So like I took over the shipping and that was my kind of portfolio. And I took over the marketing and that was mine. And you took over the back of house, all of those tasks. And I think now at Bushbaum, as far as dynamics, that is, I think, something we do quite well. Yeah. Um, is everyone kind of is in their lane. And there's a few things now that 
aren't in a certain lane, like wholesale sales. It's kind of like floating around. It's like its own department, like one single person show, but it's kind of chaos in like a good way, I think. Because we're all kind of obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Like want it to grow, so. Yeah, like yeah. we want it to be a success, yeah. but it doesn't have like a, it, it has a home, but it's a very kind of it's off sh- the desk a home. A shared home. A shared home, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's an open door policy. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe, we, should we get into some of the characters around the office? It's maybe a weird question to ask, but what is the office culture like at Pushbomb? Because we, we just got an office, uh, would have been a couple, three or four months ago. So why don't we, maybe Rachel, just go into that a little bit. Sure. Um, it's a, obviously, I think, a very fun place to go in. It almost doesn't feel like work, um, but a lot of work gets done because... Um, I think we're super like mission driven. We all want things to succeed. It's open concept. So if you hear somebody struggling or wanting to bring in more wholesale accounts, we kind of all jump all over it. Um, there's usually five or six of us there between Monday to Friday. Um, a lot of creative personalities. I think, uh, everyone's become pretty close friends, which is really good and exciting. I think when you're growing a team to want to be around the people you work with. Um, and yeah, the, yeah, the office vibe is, uh, uh, Kiana on the team calls it a vibe check. Vibe check. Yeah. And we, we would hire people who don't <laughs> pass Kiana's vibe check, but it, it is one of those things that, uh, we do bring into the, the office is like, Hey, do, will you bring the energy up in the office and mm-hmm. make everyone kind of move forward in the right way? Yeah. She's our hype girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but also, so Tim, you work I work fully remotely. Yeah, yeah, pretty much like 99% of the time is yeah. remote. He's so almost like, passed the vibe check. Yeah, almost. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm like three more visits to the office. Yeah. Look at that but to we, list. With uh, working at Shopify and working at Pushbomb now, I think we've both seen companies that work fully remote. Mm-hmm. Um, and we worked at Shopify a lot, fully remote for many times. So um, I guess maybe talk a little bit about how you make remote success in kind of that half and half environment. Yeah. So, I mean... Like I've been doing remote work for six, seven, eight years now. So I was like a, I did graphic design as contract work before, right, right from home. And then Shopify was pretty much entirely remote. And so transitioning into Bush Bomb Remote, that was that was really easy. Although I do like I do wish I was in the office more. I'm like in an hour, hour and a half south of of the office, so it doesn't necessarily work for me to come in every day. Um, but I think the way you the way I'm balancing it right now is just like meetings. Like I, I enjoy, especially when, I mean, now we have a boardroom set up in our office, which is, which is great. It looks official. Uh, it, it experiences official, uh, but I get to see everybody there sitting at the table. And I think that's inclusive for me. I think that's important. Like I, there's a lot of meetings where it's like one-on-one David and I, or, you know, Gabe, who I work with closely. Um, and you get you get that like you get a little bit of that in person experience, but I think the the boardroom one actually, for whatever reason, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm there. Um, but I mean, I, I guess it's hard to say like how I balance the remote and, and life just because it's so natural for me because mm-hmm. I've been doing it for so long. Um, I mean, I've made myself a, a semi-soundproof office in my basement. <laughs> I can't hear the kids much. Uh, <laughs> I got two young ones under under four, so. Uh, they make a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, mean, yeah you, I guess you could just kind of build an environment where you can be productive. And, right. Uh, it just works. And one one other thing that you probably don't take enough credit for is how organized you are. 
and let, how, how would I say, like operationally sound, mm. which is bleeds into the rest of the team who's like less organized and kind of less official. Yeah. Or you like have taken that and passed it on slowly yeah. through. I'll take that. I, you it. structure us. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that. I don't, some, there's some days where I don't feel that way, but I guess you put in certain things in, in place kind of helps yeah. with that. Why don't we get a little bit into new hires, um, new roles, and kind of what they brought to the table. So maybe, maybe we'll start with the process we hired. We were looking to hire someone for product development, R&D, um, cosmetic background, we, we weren't quite sure. So Tim, maybe just describe a little bit about that, that process. Yeah. So I mean, I think this experience was incredibly eye-opening uh, for me. Um, we, we really strive to find somebody who was well-established in the industry. And my perception going into it was that like somebody in product development in like the cosmetic and beauty industry wouldn't there wouldn't be very many people available in Canada that was just my perception going into it there's you know I just didn't see that um and so early on I decided that I'm going to work with a a headhunter somebody who like a recruiter and uh find ourselves uh some candidates um through that process I was it was kind of it was interesting to find out all the different people that were available, how many companies actually operate within Canada, how many people are in the product manager and development space. Uh, so the pool went from, I thought it was going to be very slim because we wanted to hire within Canada. We wanted to hire specifically within Ontario just because of how we're set up. Um, but uh, what I thought was like a very, very small pool ended up being very large. Uh, LinkedIn was a fantastic resource as well. I posted on there and that's actually how I got the applicant who we ended up hiring. We didn't end up hiring through the, the recruiter, but um, yeah, it was, it was, um, I wouldn't say it was, it was difficult, but it was long. Uh, I mean, when you're investing and especially like as the more senior roles that you get, the more money that is, is kind of involved. Right. And so you want to make sure you get it right. Um, you know, that you don't take some of the spend, uh, lightly. And so positions, uh, that you hire for in the space, maybe there's more pressure or I felt more pressure to get it right the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And so it was, it was drawn out. I mean, it was, I mean, for us, like, I think typically we hired, you know, we were able to hire roles within first month or two months of, of posting. This one I think took three or four months in total from when I actually posted the role to when we hired. Um, and the, the one thing with this role too, when we were doing it, we actually, we had some amazing candidates, like yeah. phenomenal. Fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like the experience people have brought to the table. Yeah. It's a unique space where I, going through the process, I didn't realize how attractive we are as a company. And yeah. people want to like join a startup where they have an opportunity to build and do something and mm-hmm. start new products, which to me, I thought, oh, we're pretty small. I'm not sure people will be interested, but the the interest we got was, was amazing. Yeah. And then it showed as well, one thing that we've maybe taken for granted is the fact that we are all like very go-getters. Like we do things and things launch and we make sure they run quickly. If we don't have things done, like Gable package boxes, like we're we're always doing everything. Mm-hmm. So that was a hard um, hard thing to understand for this role, and I, I think it feels like we got this specific hire right. Yeah, very um, right. Just because, yeah. yeah, we we really there's so much to do at a startup that it's hard to say just do the the high level things that you're yeah. meant to do, right? Yeah. And I, and I think that's what, I mean, ultimately that's what ended up standing up the most in the interview process with the, the person that we ended up hiring was the like, yep, I'm ready to start tomorrow. Yep. I'll do anything you ask. Yep. You want to, you want to develop 
this many products next year, yeah, I'll do it, <laughs> even though it's probably way too many. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like, it's like, yes, and I'll find a way, um, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Like that's, our team is like a yes, and we'll find a way type of uh, environment. And everyone's interested kind of in everything. Yeah. Like, that role has nothing to do with influencers and she comes with a wealth of knowledge of like who we should partner with, who would be interesting for us. So yeah. it's it's fun that everybody's genuinely excited about everything that Bushbaum has going on. Yeah, totally, totally. And yeah, that process, even just hiring, what I've realized in the past, depending on other roles, is like every person you interview becomes a potential hire in the future, whether it's like then or later on. Mm-hmm. And we have a few people, even from that that job posting and also other like marketing postings where every time we're hiring now, I think of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, okay, maybe it wasn't the time, but maybe it could be the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just one thing I've realized is interviewing isn't about hiring for the role. It's like building the relationship for the future potentially. For sure. um, anything that you've underestimated that Bushbaum kind of has put in place um, at the time. I'll go, I'll go first. One <laughs> thing I, I've underestimated completely is just the concept of TikTok and how it works. <laughs> I, we've been all over TikTok lately. I've underestimated how important it is to get there early for something. Um, and then when things are later on, it's it's just, yeah, it's more important to be on the forefront. That's kind of one thing I've underestimated in this industry. Uh, and I think being comfortable and confident and being okay with testing things. Like we try and make as many TikToks as possible now and have fun with the team doing it, but we're also not going to be embarrassed if one doesn't work. We'll learn something from it or we'll find another creative way to use it. Um, but going back to the team, just like David said, we're really into TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of the time during the day, somebody will randomly send something and it's a TikTok that's going viral or like, how can we how can we do something similar? Yeah, I think I think for me, it's, it's more around the, the wholesale and large retail space. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to the hiring thing you were saying there, David, about like you, you didn't know how desirable Bushbaum is uh, mm-hmm. to um, to work for. I think I, I think I've always in my mind like ah, you know, we'll we'll pitch to the larger retailers when we're ready, and we're ready when we've done this, 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 and this, and maybe we're more established, maybe we have our, more, our name more out there. And I think I think I tend to underestimate how many eyes are on us, maybe right now, and. Um, not not how easy it is to get into this large retail because here I am sitting next to the to Rachel who does all the large retail, um, but um, doors open fairly easy right now for us and we could have said hey let's pause for another six months and that probably would have been my suggestion but like here we are, large retail is very much on our doorstep knocking, mm-hmm. knocking, and wait you know waiting for a little piece of bush bomb so it's very yeah. cool. Uh, and they, even on the retail side, and um, just for anyone who's like running an e-commerce business, it's one thing that I guess I've underestimated is taking advantage of all the eyes on you and making sure it's easy for people to like reach out. Because mm-hmm. like some of our retailers now that are the larger ones have just they've reached out in our contact form, and may, maybe we should have a large retail intake form or whatever it is. But even the same thing goes for our small wholesale accounts, like having a a form. For someone to fill out to apply or whatever it is like that that opened my eyes because now we could see like how many we get a day to apply for our wholesale account yeah um, so just seeing that i'm like whoa there is like a lot of demand for what we're doing um some days it might not feel like it because say facebook ads aren't working well or whatever is not working well but when you break it down over like the month and the year it's like holy we've got a lot yeah we're driving traffic and the traffic isn't just the direct-to-consumer person it's 
the buyer from wherever. Like that's that's really what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to see that happen as you're growing a team because it, we hear different reasons for how people found us all the time. But a big retailer that we just partnered with found us on Instagram and loved how our page worked. So it's awesome to hear things like that and be like, yeah, well, we have a dedicated team now who's looking at that all the time and making sure we're always present, always looking great on brand. Um, so it's exciting to have those wins yeah, while you're sure. growing a team. And the, the one thing I'm poor at probably with the, building a team is the question I'll ask is how do you guys perceive celebration at Bushbomb <laughs> and how much more should we be celebrating? Because <laughs> I'm not much of a celebrator. I, I struggle. I really do. I think we do a pretty good job. I mean, I think, again, like I said, everyone's so excited that's on our team, which is the mm-hmm. the best feeling. Um, but I think we've hit like a lucky, not a lucky streak. We work really hard, but we've had some really, really good news the mm-hmm. past month. So sometimes I think we need to not slow down, but take a second and be like, whoa, it's been two weeks and these four amazing things have happened that weren't even on our radar for this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to like, sit back and look back in the business. It is. I mean, from like, from a remote point of view, I actually feel like it's pretty, like it's pretty good. So we have like, we have specific channels that are set up for things. We've got a PR channel, we've got an influencer channel, we've got a manufacturing wholesale and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I do appreciate from from you guys that like things are posted there. So like, hey, we just got this PR press or hey, we, you know, we're now working with this influencer or Hey, we just, I mean, Emily just posted this morning, Hey, we reached 10,000 followers on TikTok. Like, right. you know, and like, I wouldn't have known that, uh, if that conversation just had have happened in the office, but here it is shared with everyone. Right. So from like my point of view, I actually think it's, I think it's fairly solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just hired, we just hired somebody who else is primarily remote. So then now we've got two remote employees of the nine, nine, eight, yeah. nine that we have. Um, I think it's, Pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Give yourself okay. a little bit of credit. Well, we, I think you do okay. So. We'll you say big, you don't celebrate. We'll have a big yeah. holiday party. Yeah, yeah that's, we'll that's, that's party. it. You know, pending yeah. celebrate pending Black Friday. Yeah. Yes. Everyone wants to celebrate Black Friday. Yeah. Fingers crossed we are still in stock. Yes. <laughs> that's, I think that's the main thing everyone and every team dynamic is going to face this Black Friday. Yeah. Is staying in stock yeah. with all the supply chain issues. So, Tim, why don't you tell me a little bit about kind of what, what actually made this is success in the early days. Like, what about us and Mel in yeah. the early days of what skills do we kind of bring to the table that gave us the edge to, to get push bomb to where it is? Yeah, I mean, like, other than just you being a likable person. So I think that's important. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I mean, I think, like, it wasn't, like, we didn't partner together because I knew this, but, like, we have very complementary skills. Uh, like, where I lack, like, in marketing, all that sort of stuff, you pick up, you, you own that. Uh, you know, where you lacked in the beginning in design, like I was able to pick up, although you're fantastic at that now, just out of necessity of having to do it. Um, but like our communication is like top notch. From our days at Shopify, we used uh, Slack as our platform for communication. And that was like very much like we're very, very uh, heavy in Slack and we're always talking through ideas and like pitching things back and forth, posting what other people are doing. Um, I mean, and we carried that over into Bushbomb. We got our own Bushbomb Slack and all that sort of stuff. But like, I think we're always talking, we're always chit-chatting through and there's no like, I think there's no real limit. And so we just, we just toss, I mean, we're both idea guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like we just toss things around and like, it just works that way. Um, I don't know, like from your point of view, like what, was I a likable guy or? No, no, no. no. <laughs> 
the uh, it was really the speed of how we do things, which yeah. I think is is why it's been such a success. Because we could do something, say something, and then we make it happen. Yeah, and we we are okay to say something as an idea, and everyone be like, that's probably not going to work. And then we're like, okay, what's the next idea then? Like, let's just keep going. Yeah. So I, I think that's one reason, in, especially in a startup, is you get going and any roadblock, you just have to like get by it and do whatever you can do to make it work. Yeah. So that that's kind of between us. It's always been that way. Yeah. You know, like we do something, we try something, we try something else, we scrap something, we go ahead. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah, I'd say, and and probably the other thing is. Um, just your ability to do all the things that I can't do. Uh, like, I, I don't have time for it. I don't understand manufacturing and like how we actually get all that done. Mm-hmm. That's the part where your background and just very operationally minded goes a long way. Whereas if I was just doing marketing and I didn't have that on the other side, it, I, I don't know if Bushbaum would have stand a chance with no. any sort of kind no, of... No, it wouldn't. I would just sell... <laughs> Everything and then it'd be sold out and there'd be nothing to sell, right? I mean, early on, I mean, when we're talking a little bit about the founding story and how it was about smell and all that sort of stuff, like we pivoted quickly away from that once we knew that did not hit for marketing. Like our audience, the audience we were targeting was just not interested. And, uh, and we pivoted quickly and we weren't afraid to pivot like the entire basis of the business in order, in order to meet the need. And the need that we're getting um, feedback on, even from our, our customers and the reviews, um, we just—I think pivoting. I think is a—I don't know whether it's underrated or or what it might be, but like we position ourselves, and even today, the business is in the position to be like flexible and agile and pivot quickly when we need to. And everybody stop what they're doing. Let's do this and do a hustle on this. I think we're doing mm-hmm. that tomorrow for sales, right? Yeah. Um, we're just built that way. Yeah, and and like we're pivot. We pivot for so many things. Like we've recently pivoted for supply chain issues. Like yeah. we're we're changing our launch schedule and how we do it just out of necessity that we have to. And with like people are seeing Facebook iOS changes. So we're we're pivoting how we spend and what we do. And I think, yeah, that, that is one of the reasons um, we move so quickly. It, it changes kind of how we mm-hmm. the output we get at the end. So one thing I see a lot is other founders and companies asking, like, how do you operate? Well, how does the team run? Like as founders and and the full team, like how do you connect and how do you get things done or whatever. So why don't you, Rachel and Tim, talk a little bit about like our weeks and how we we schedule them. So I think one of the most important meetings and calls we have is our Monday kickoff. Kind of gets everybody on track for the week ahead. Um, we look at things that happened last week. We talk about priorities that need to get done this week that are kind of like the non-negotiables. And then obviously try and share a few, what did you do on the weekend? Just get everybody in the right mindset. Um, we have a lot of weekly one-on-ones with relevant team members. Um, I think specifically for marketing, I try and talk to the team members individually to see what's taking up their time, where I can jump in, where we maybe need to involve David or other team members. I guess the the going back to the Monday call, so that call is we do it at 9 a.m. on Monday, which is kind of weird <laughs> time. It's like so early, but it really is like a casual catch up from the weekend. And it like sets the tone for what's coming up it in does. the week, what yeah. we're doing, as well as it, it. it's like a good call to just be honest with people, I find. Because people like, if there's a letdown on shipping of some sorts, we know. And we're like, yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about it first thing in the week and 
figure out what to do next. Like it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. like your time to ask for help if you know you already need it. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you got a full a week ahead. Yeah. You can get help on it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good. The um the other one that I mean, like Dave and I have our weekly that we've got set up on every like Tuesday morning at nine. I think it was at eight. I don't know mm-hmm. why we're meeting that early, but uh, well, we had other jobs too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to get the meetings in before the other meetings. Yeah. yeah, that kicks off the week pretty pretty well for me as well. Like we kind of update each other what's going on in on like different sides of the operations of of the business, and uh, we do a lot of brainstorming. We talk about. We talk about a lot of things. Like, I mean, yesterday in our meeting, like majority of it, we were talking about just kits and bundles. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not necessarily like our everyday work, but we just like jammed out for however, we spent a lot of time talking about kits and bundles. Um, so there's, nothing's really off the table. It just, it's very much like a, just a conversation. Um, some strategy. We have a, we have, we also have a strategy meeting on Wednesdays uh, where we meet with one of our consultants um, for that. And, I mean, all other meetings for me are just yeah one on ones with the the operations folks. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Gabe and Amanda, product development, um, and then everything's just ad hoc from there. And the some of the other meetings that we do that are uh, I think critical. So the Monday kickoff kicks everything into gear. Everything everyone gets rolling. Sometimes it kicks like work into people. I would say, and then we we have a Tuesday morning call with a consultant for advertising. So Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, all these different places which that is for our designer, like a real big kickoff for all kinds of work where it's like, don't book for the rest of the day or the next day. Like quick turnaround designs are coming. Yeah. We need these done quickly and you're, you're on it. So those calls really do start the week. Um, and then, and then the one thing I would say from a kind of meeting perspective is we do have a few, like right now we're doing a new website with an agency and those meetings and how they've run them is so useful for us. Because they give us deadlines and they tell us when they're coming and then what to bring to each meeting. Mm -hmm. So that's just one thing from kind of an agency side working with a startup. Organizing us that way is excellent. But I think you do need to have the very unstructured casual calls because that like builds the team dynamic. And also it it like lets people be open Mm -hmm. with kind of issues they're experiencing or ask for help. So that's what our Monday call is for sure doing. Um, Wholesale meeting. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, we just started that, the wholesale meeting. That's that's a very structured, let's report on how we did, how many more wholesale accounts we got. Um, and that's a really quick turnaround cadence. Um, and I think that's great for we're building this new thing. So we all want to be involved and we all want to kind of hear about it. Um, so, yeah, no, that's one of my new favorite meetings of the week, I'd say. One thing I love about our meetings, um, other than the Monday that's a bit more casual, is like they're kind of like working meetings, all of them. Like they're either a brainstorm session or you're leaving immediately doing something or we do it right in the meeting right. to get it done, yeah. which I think is. Yeah. It's We're not afraid awesome. of doing an hour meeting in seven minutes and then going and doing yeah. work. Yeah. We don't just book meetings to have meetings. If we have a meeting, it's because something has to get done and probably pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And the, the other thing on like kind of the individual side, I think everyone on the team kind of has one-on-ones here and there to mm-hmm. kind of stay connected and stay updated. And what I think, Rachel, you and I have more, one-on-one working sessions yeah which like other people have like more one-on-ones where we kind of talk through things or help with like other things but yeah you and i do like we work on things together and that's kind of how we use our time which i i appreciate too yeah awesome thanks for tuning in to the shopify masters and the bush bomb mini series if you enjoyed following along the bush bomb business journey please leave a comment or ask a question so hopefully we can help you in your business journey